And welcome back to No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts. We have Chuss here, and we're both excited because football is back on TV. The Pittsburgh Steelers are back on TV. They had one viewer. It was Chuss. And uh, actually, there's definitely <laughs> there at was, least like four viewers. Nope, I checked I, the Nielsen ratings. There was one viewer, one okay. household was watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was Chuss. Um, it's exciting though. It's it's a new time. It is a new year. We've seen a lot of young people who I honestly hadn't heard of a lot of them, but they impressed me. And I watched the Browns versus Jets Hall of Fame game that was last week. Which I week. also watched, yes. And there were some people there who uh, impressed me. Um, I cannot remember his name right now to save my life. I'm going to I'm gonna Google. It's like Dorian Robinson Thompson, I think, is the Browns quarterback. He looked pretty good. Maybe if uh, Deshaun Watson flops again, we've got uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. So close. But yes, he, if he if Sean Watson flops, maybe he goes in. But I watched a little bit of the Texans game. I watched CJ Stroud's highlights because Stan, the Jet fan, texted me and he said, this game is on. I had no idea it was on. I was not at the house. So I was like, I'm going to watch his highlights later. Watch them. His awareness sucks. He he did not. He threw an interception into what my opinion was like a very obvious pick. And then, like, he was standing there, like, with the ball. And then you see a guy coming out of the corner, which, granted, like, he's looking this way and the guy's over here. But yeah. at the same Sorry. time. My, my, my dryer just went off. I don't know oh, if you heard gotta that over them, on Got to get mic. them clothes dry. But, no. Oh, yeah. So, Go ahead. He's, like, kind of looking to his left. And the guy's, like, coming up on his right. And he just... He, like, catches him at the last second, and he tries to throw it, and I think he gets sacked. He threw one one interception, I think, maybe two interceptions. Two. Did he? Went, he did he? I didn't look at his stats at he all. He went so two I, for I didn't. four. Like, it ooh, was not, ooh, a good, ooh, not a good debut for C.J. Stroud, which, I mean, uh, I'm going to preface all of this with, like, it's preseason. So like, but the problem is, is, like, the one thing I will say about preseason is whenever you're at the level that you should be, like, Stroud being, like, a – top five pick you know i think he was what two three i know he wasn't one obviously that he was, was young. second overall because i second think overall will, i think will anderson jr went because texans went two three and i think will anderson yeah jr. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i just didn't know where he fell at mm-hmm. that point because i know that they both had the top they had two and three but for for me like i feel like with preseason it, it kind of almost is a good place to showcase what kind of talent you are and in my opinion especially for like a rookie quarterback like you know, Stroud, I'm going to say this, you know, granted, I mean, I'm sure you could probably say the same thing watching Bengals quarterbacks over the years. When I went to the um, preseason game last year um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I saw Kenny Pickett play and genuinely, I thought he was pretty impressive in preseason whenever they had him come in. And like, I think he was the second or third string at the time rolling in. It was Mitch started Mason and then um, Kenny and Kenny would go in like in the third or fourth quarter. And he actually like looked decent. I mean, granted, you know, still making rookie mistakes and just trying to get his feet wet, but he looked like, okay, there's some promise here. And it's really not a good look when your starting quarterback or your projected starting quarterback is struggling in the preseason because that could set you up for some really tough road, at, like a really tough road ahead because go figure, like these are backups. I mean, yes, there are some players like, for for example, like in my game that had you know, with the Steelers, they actually had starters and Baker Mayfield was starting for the Buccaneers. And, you know, you had like a lot of starters at points, but like by the second, third and fourth quarter, you got second, third, fourth string quarterbacks. And if you're struggling that bad, it doesn't look real good, more or less. It doesn't look too hot. No, for sure. And when your franchise is the Texans and CJ Stroud is technically in a quarterback battle. I know when you draft a quarterback that early in the first round, it's kind of just assumed you've got the starting spot. But Davis Mills is still there. And Davis Mills actually he had he had some decent stats. According, Whenever I was looking at the headlines, he actually they actually highlighted him, and I totally forgot Stroud even existed because they didn't highlight him. According but, to Stan, uh, in his text he sent us, he said Davis Mills is looking like a Hall of Famer. But then he followed right. it with TBH. I'm not paying full attention. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's our uh, intel. That's our informant right there. Um, I didn't. I I meant to go back and watch this, and I didn't get a chance to. I wanted to watch Malik Cunningham. I'm going to pay more attention to him. He's an undrafted player, I believe. I think he's a rookie. Maybe mm-hmm. he's in his second year. They apparently put him in at quarterback, and then I believe the second half put him in at wide receiver. Yeah, I, I saw. I heard about that. Pat a lot McAfee of people was hyping him yeah. up. Bill uh, Bill Belichick's getting a little. Could Mac Jones' yeah. uh, job be? Maybe it's not Bailey Zappi who's coming in to take Mac Jones' job. Maybe it's Malik Cunningham, and he's gonna throw I, the ball I, to himself. I mean, Zappi. Uh, it didn't look like Zappi had that bad um, of a game either. It looked like he played a couple reps too during the preseason game that they just played because i know they they showed zappy's stats like the one thing i noticed was the channel that i was watching at this bar that i was at it would show the headlines of games and they would like for the steelers for example they highlighted kenny pickett and mason rudolph but they didn't highlight mitchell trubitsky not because mitchell trubitsky didn't do good but compared to the other two he didn't produce as well like for example trubitsky threw an interception i don't blame him for that because the the guy he threw it and the guy went to catch it and it bounced off of his face mask and and it was an interception you can't really blame him for that but his stats are like you know 90 yards and a pick you know compared to 135 yards and a touchdown and six for seven 70 yards and a td so like doesn't look as good but i saw zappy show up for the for the patriots like in their headlines and stuff so you know but you know, makes you wonder because, you know, we had Taysom Hill, you know, over in the Saints, you know, he was playing quarterback at times and then he would randomly pull up as a tight end. You know, I remember he was a dog in fantasy until they until they nixed the, the point systems for <laughs> Taysom Hill. I remember uh, people would have Taysom Hill as like a flex player and he would get like 30 points like well, that one season. He's a tight end who played quarterback. Yeah. And wide receiver and basically anything. But he was slated as a tight end. But since he played quarterback in fantasy, you basically had a second quarterback in a one quarterback league. Yeah. So it was it was insane. And then they ended up fixing it somewhere in the season. But everybody was hyping up Taysom Hill. And I was like, that's crazy. But it's the same thing. Excuse me. It's the same thing with um, Cunningham. I mean, you know, when you get a universal player like that where they can switch positions. I mean, we've seen it happen multiple times. Um, if I'm not wrong, Terrell Pryor used to be a backup quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks before coming to Cleveland to become a wide receiver. Now, Terrell Pryor is no longer in the league. And that was many, many years ago. But I believe, because I do have his card somewhere, um, a Terrell Pryor quarterback, Seattle Seahawks card. And obviously, he became wide receiver. So it's kind of nice to have the idea of, like, changing players around, you know, like changing their positions, you know, making them more of a universal player and stuff. But if Cunningham can dominate a lot of a lot of points on the ball that that actually might be really crucial that could be really big for that team well and i i know julian edelman used to play quarterback and he was a wide receiver mm-hmm. and then um ryan Tannehill also used to play quarterback and then he switched in or he used to play wide receiver and then he switched in college to quarterback and for some reason i want to say travis kelsey played quarterback for a little bit which yeah is i mean part of the reason him and uh Pat have such a good connection because they see the field the same way. But, yeah. I mean, if they pull that off, if they have that Swiss Army and I have option, especially with, as with all due respect, the lack of good receivers in New England right now, to have that I mean, you're not, option you're going not, for yeah. you to where you see Malik Cunningham comes out on the field and it's like, what is this guy doing, you know? Who? Yeah, because I mean, who is what the wider? I know their top wide receiver over there is what it's Juju Smith Schuster. Is that their wide receiver one over there? Either him right or Devontae I, Parker. Yeah, but like, and it's one of those things where, yeah, there's no like huge key guy. I mean, Juju, nothing against Juju. He just, he wasn't really that high on the wide receiver depth chart whenever he played for the. The Chiefs, I think he was, what, wide receiver two, maybe three? He might have been one for a little bit. <laughs> I think he but... was technically their one. Um, Juju is uh, wide receiver one. Devontae okay. Parker is two. Kendrick Bourne is three, according to their depth chart right now. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, so so their their team isn't definitely not the highest type of wide receivers, I would say. I mean, there's definitely some teams that, are, that have, quote-unquote, decent wide receivers or, like, even middle of the line, mid- you could even call it, depending on how you would look at it, wide receivers. I know both names. I know Juju. 
I know Devontae Parker, but I don't know if that's enough to, you know, I, I know Devon, I know, I know Juju is suffers a lot of injuries. I, I mm. thought Parker was injured a decent bit. Parker too, but... has injuries. I think Bourne has had some issues, but so hey. that's, that's also not a good look because hey. then you would really have to focus on your depth chart being four, five, and six, seven, eight, nine, you know, like those guys. So. Every, every team needs like a guy, like a wide, you need, you like need that, yeah. that guy. Because like for for like the Bengals, I, I mean, we it's got to be Chase. It you is know? I it mean, is you, Chase, but I mean Higgins can be that guy if Chase is injured, which and he has because yeah. Chase got hurt a little bit last season, and then T went in and he did really good. So and I mean that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, like even in Buffalo, they like their main guy is you know Diggs, and then for a while over and for the Vikings, it was, it's Justin Jefferson. Granted, you know, we don't know how Jordan Addison and some of those other let's, wide receivers are going to do, but let's talk about the Vikings. I watched that game and okay. I thought, I thought we would come into the Vikings Seahawks. Like t- we're talking about that. And I thought we were going to be talking about Jordan Addison, Jeff Jackson, Smith, Najigba. I'm going to have to learn how to say his last name, but I think it's, Najigba. Yeah, I, I, I think, he, I think that's how you say it, but I thought we were coming, going to come into this show and we are going to be hyping those guys up. It was going to be all about those two. And I didn't see a whole lot of from Jackson Smith. I saw a little bit from Jordan Addison. And Jordan Addison, he had a ton of two or three that are in the back of my mind right now. Just insane catches. One was a sideline catch, which I think both of his feet were in bounds. That was kind of a controversial call. Um, but he also had one that Nick Mullins completely underthrew. And it was like, he kind of came like out of, from out of frame, caught it sliding on the ground. And if Nick Mullins hadn't have underthrown it and he wouldn't have to dive like that, I think he would have taken it to the bank just because of how fast he was. There was really no one around him. Uh, If he had been standing, they only had time to get to him because he was on the ground. But that's not the guy that I'm going to like give the props to for this game. That's not the guy that I think we should be paying attention to from this game because everyone is already paying attention to Jordan Addison from USC first round pick, I believe. And yes. Yeah. So I want, I want to pay attention to Ty Chandler. He was round five last year, 169th pick. Obviously the Vikings have had um, Dalvin cook, now he's a free agent. We don't know where he's going to sign yet. Seems like he really likes the Jets, but we don't know yet. Um, that's just yeah, that's that's a weird spot because I don't really think they need running backs over there. Well, I think they're pretty okay. But I mean, they're starting running back right. Oh, you mean the Jets? Yeah, Jets. Okay, Jets. Okay, not okay. yeah. No, 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 I meant like no, no. I meant Dalvin Cook. I don't. I don't really think Dalvin Cook should go to the Jets. I mean, that, this is a whole different like side of the story, but. My opinion with Dalvin Cook, I don't think he should go to the Jets. I think their running back core is deep, is like good, and even their depth is like solid. Like like I said, Abandonanda and a lot of those guys are like gonna be good. So they're they're good, you know, potential running back twos. I think it know? depends. So where I don't. Brees Hall's at. Yeah. Is he, so I mean, is he really yeah. rehabbing as well as they're saying he is from that ACL? But so in in Minnesota Going, yeah. right now, the starting running back is Alexander Madison, who great RB two. Wish him the best. Yeah, he, he yeah he's solid. And again, this good. is preseason, playing against backups, playing with backups, that type of thing. Ty Chandler was the guy during that game. If a play got broken up, he was there. And he's not a Derrick Henry type where he's going to break a ton of tackles and get extra yards. But I thought he did pretty decent. I thought I think there's something that can be worked with here. I think Vikings fans should be very excited to watch this guy based on what I've seen so far. Um, 70 all-purpose yards the entire game, which isn't a lot like regular in a regular game, but for preseason, that's pretty decent because you're pulling guys, plugging guys. I mean, they're not playing the entire game. He also yeah. averaged four or 3.7 yards rushing average. Usually four yards is about what you want out of your running back. So he's a little low there. But I think again, I think that's something you can grow on. His receiving, though, was where he really stuck out to me. It just seemed like whenever Nick Mullins was in trouble, Ty Chandler was always in the right spot to catch the ball. He knew where to be. He was a safe safety valve type player who 
yeah, you're not going to get your 10 yards on this play. We might not get a first down, but we're going to get three. We're going to get three yards. The play is not going to be completely shot. And I, I like that in a running back. I think that that's a good thing to have in a running back. And especially on a team where you have Justin Jefferson, you have the number two, according to the NFL, the number two most important player in the NFL. You have Justin Mm -hmm. Jefferson. Jordan Addison's probably going to be fantastic. His athleticism was insane. You've got these, I mean, they've, you got KJ Osborne, not a terrible wide receiver. You've got TJ Hawkinson at tight end. They have a team. And, I don't know what Kirk Cousins' anti-Chandler's chemistry is like, if it's similar to Nick Mullins and Ty's, maybe second-team type stuff. They're just closer. But I was really impressed by Ty Chandler. I'd never heard of him, if I'm being honest. I had never heard of Ty Chandler. But I immediately was like, who is this guy? Found out he was drafted last year. I thought I assumed he was a rookie. He is not. Um, but, yeah, 169th pick, Ty Chandler. Yeah, I mean that that's solid. I mean, like like you said, I think the Vikings they have a good spot, you know, like offensively. I think I think their team is good. It's just they just need to uh, like build off of it because they're 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 choking. Like they they don't they don't need to choke because their team is good. It's just it feels like they struggle against like these random teams. Because didn't they lose to the Giants last year in the playoffs? Uh, I thought it was the Giants. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought it was like the Giants, because I thought the Vikings were like second or something. Then they went up against the Giants. They lost. They were third or something, and they lost the Giants, and then the Giants went on to burst the Eagles. Yep, that's what happened. Yeah, and it's not like – and that Vikings team was like good, and then they just fell apart. And granted, you added, you know, Jordan Addison, who could really be good, but, you know, you lost Alvin Cook, so like, you know – Maybe, maybe there'll be some different, you know, adjustments. Maybe the chemistry will work better than it did last year, but it does make you wonder, you know, but also the one thing I will say about preseason football compared to other, like, you know, regular season is you have to take it with a grain of salt, in my opinion, just because a lot of times, like, I'm like, oh, that, that player is a beast. He should start. And then they never end up starting (laughs) because it's always like, oh, there's this better player ahead of him. And it's like, but is he better? You know, like in my opinion, I didn't think I thought Kenny Pickett was last year better than Mitchell Trubitsky from what I saw in preseason. And I was like, why don't you just start him? But then they started Mitch. And then there's like players that like look better on running back. Like, for example, I'm a big Jalen Warren guy. I think he him and Anthony McFarland looked great yesterday's game. And I mean, granted, Najee only had like four different plays that he was involved in. And I thought he looked, you know, mediocre. And like, and that's coming from a Steelers fan, but granted, you know, it's not the regular season and obviously Najee Harris is going to start over Warren and McFarland. but I mean, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens in Minnesota, but it'd be quite an interesting thing to keep an eye on, you know, see how well they do. I mean, definitely slated for a very strong, strong finish potentially, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I just think there's this fear in Minnesota right now that Dalvin's gone. Where's our run game going to go? Like, not that they think Alexander Madison's bad, but like before it was Dalvin and Alexander and they could do it together. Now mm-hmm. they view it as just Alexander. And I'm based on this game alone, I think Ty Chandler could pick up the slack. I think he could be a good, like, if you only want to run Alexander for two downs and then have Ty Chandler be that third down back again, he's not going to barrel through your defensive line. He's not going to be that tough guy like Derrick Henry, who's stiff arming people. That wasn't the vibe I got from him, but I think he could catch the ball, get you two yards and then fall down. He could get you what you need. Yeah. And a lot of teams, that's all they need. They just need a simple guy like that. They don't need Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty with uh, running backs out there right now. I mean, who knows? Maybe we could just see something random and wild happen in Minnesota, and we don't even – like Ty Chandler might not even be in the discussion come week four. Might be some random running back pickup that they do or some random trade. You know, you know, we, we've seen some wild things happen I in the know, NFL. It's always, know. you know – I mean, granted, I mean, remember last year, like people were like in talks. It was like – 
And you remember when everyone was like, oh, yeah, Odell's going to get signed by one of these two teams. And then, like, literally, like, two days later, he, he like, got kicked off a plane or something. And then he didn't end up getting <laughs> signed anywhere. I, like, I forgot about that. But, like, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, anything can happen in the NFL anymore. I feel like, you know, you never really know what's, like, what's on the horizon. And, you know, and, like, every year is a new year. And, you know, everyone is already saying, like, oh, yeah, Chiefs of the Super Bowl. But I'm like, but what if? Any of these AFC teams get hot at the right time, and the Chiefs just happen to fall off at the right moment. It's literally anybody's game, and I and I really dislike the idea of the Chiefs being, you know, favorites to win the Super Bowl again. I feel like that makes me a little frustrated, considering they've been the favorite to win the Super Bowl for like the last four years. But it's whatever. It's the Bengals' year. We've got it, and I hope I hope and- for your happiness that you guys can at least have something to eat soup in. For oh, once. oh, oh! You can you, actually get hang a bowl. On, hang on, you just, just quit with your soup. Yeah. The I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. You discovered this information about the Packers and the Bengals. Oh yeah. The Packers first, so I'm gonna. We're gonna go with the Packers because once I start talking about the Bengals, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stop. So let's let's talk about the Packers first. What did you find out that you saw? So out? yeah. So basically, what I had found was that Jordan Love started yesterday against the Cincinnati Bengals on August 11th, 2023. And on social media, everybody started going crazy because on the same day in 2008, August 11th, 2008, Aaron Rodgers also made his preseason debut against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that was Aaron Rodgers. And then, of course, in 1992, it was, I think, week three, the Packers were 0-2 and Brett Favre went in for that week three matchup. And it just happened to be against the Cincinnati Bengals as well back in 1992. So now the, the, uh, not Cincinnati, the green Bay Packers fans are all excited because they believe that history is almost repeating itself, you know, with Jordan love going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, just like Aaron Rodgers did. And then Brett Favre making his season debut against the Bengals back in the nineties. Everyone is saying it's either a crazy coincidence or, you know, this is just how the dynasty works in green Bay. So I don't know how to feel about it, but I did send it to Josh just because I thought it was interesting, but also just happened to be involving the Bengals. That uh, 2008 game actually was not a victory from what I believe. I think it was a 20 to 17 win for the Bengals in the preseason. Uh, Obviously the Packers won yesterday and the Packers did win by one point against Cincinnati in 1992, 24, 23. So Granted, you know, not exactly perfect because obviously Aaron Rodgers did not win his preseason game. Jordan Love did. Brett Favre did. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in Green Bay. I don't I don't know how what you thought of Jordan Love personally, but Aaron Rodgers is a loser. Confirmed. He's a nobody. He He's something. <laughs> he is something. He sucks. Everyone, everybody on social media right now is saying. Every everybody was talking about how bad Aaron Rodgers was in the media, and now everyone's praising Aaron Rodgers. Know, everyone, Can't wait for them to go six and eleven. I was like, oh, okay. Everyone hates Aaron Rodgers just because he speaks his mind, and his mind is different. And I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers on everything, but it's like, come on, just just let him do his thing. Let him sit yeah, let in him the cook. dark. Let him, <laughs> let him cook. Let him go. Sit let him in cook the in the dark. <laughs> yeah, he just, let him do his thing. He just wants to be alone, sitting in the dark. Trying to think about his life and what he wants to do. I mean, like I said, personally wouldn't go if I was about to retire from my job at 62. I don't think I would take some time to go sit in the dark somewhere, you know, contemplating if I was going to retire from my job or not. But hey, man, Aaron Rodgers is he's he's a different breed. I mean, my favorite my favorite part about that whole story was that he, after doing that, had decided that he was going to retire. And then once the Packers called him and were like, yeah, no, we're moving on from you, he was like, never mind. I'm throwing out everything (laughs) I thought about the last few days. I'm going to New York. Screw all of you. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that was just so pointless. It was like literally so pointless. It was like you sat, you literally wasted probably like a week of your life or however many days he spent in that dark room, literally just contemplating retirement, decided potentially to retire, finds out that he is getting moved on from in green Bay anyway, and decided, you know what, instead of like actually at that point being his sign to hang it up. Cause like at that point, like if I was like going up and like, I got a call from my team and they were like, Hey, we're moving on from you. I would be like, dang, me sitting in that room must've been a sign because 
I guess that's where like that. I guess that's where my path is supposed to be now. I guess I decided I wanted to retire and, the, and my team's already moving on for me. So maybe this is it. But instead, he took it an extra step and was like, oh, you know what? I'm offended. I'm actually going to keep playing. <laughs> it's like, OK, well, then why make a big deal about it on social media that you're going to go sit in a dark room like I can go sit in a dark room right now. Look. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let me let me go think about my I, I'm going to think about it now. Uh, if I'm going to return to the no buts about it show for the next 10 seconds for the Spotify listeners, Tress is sitting in the dark on his laptop. OK, OK, we have a decision. So I thought about it. Yes, I have decided that I will not be retired. <laughs> like I can do the same thing. I can do the same thing. It's, it's so goofy, but whatever. I mean, I I saw Jordan Love. Uh, here's the thing about Jordan Love. Here's here's my issue with. Yeah, I didn't watch the game because it was. I'm pretty sure it was happening at the same time the Steelers game was. So. Here's the thing. I don't have an issue with the, his game yesterday. He actually had a really good game yesterday. So mm-hmm. my issue with Jordan Love is his regular season games. His like debut, he sucked, and Packers fans wanted nothing to do with him. They were like, mm-hmm. "This was the dumbest thing we've ever done." We should have drafted a receiver. Aaron would still be here. What the heck? This was stupid. Screw you, Green Bay. I hate you. Of course they don't because they're pretty loyal fans, but that was pretty much the consensus. And then Jordan Love came in at the end of one game at the end of last year, and he was like decent, I guess. Like nothing amazing. It was kind of like a fluke game in my opinion, where kind of like the game where Baker Mayfield – which was still impressive because he memorized mm-hmm. the playbook in like less than 48 hours. But when Baker Mayfield led that two minute drive when he was on the Rams for a game. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but like then people started no, freaking yeah. out and they're like, Baker Mayfield's a God. Jordan Love is a God. The entire NFL is fl- flipped on its head. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. Let's let's get, I want to see more out of Jordan. Love. You know what? If Jordan Love is a, Good quarterback, great, because the NFC will have more than one good quarterback then. Congrats, Jalen Hurts. You are the NFC's <laughs> one good quarterback. Jordan Love might be coming for that, though, so you better not suck this year. But, I mean. But but you mentioned, you also mentioned Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, he didn't do bad, but, like, he also played in that preseason game yesterday. So, like, you were watching Love. I was watching Baker. I didn't think he was that impressive. To be no, Baker honest. sucks. Baker, like, I don't, I mean, he had some good games in LA. Like I'm going to give him a little bit of props, but, um, I, I don't really like, I didn't really see anything that was like, wow, man, Baker might be a threat. I was like, Baker looks like a quarterback too right now. So Baker is the best quarterback that the Cleveland Browns have had in a very long time. I a hundred percent agree with the that. The bar is not very high. Yes, that is also <laughs> so, true. I think I think he's been through a lot. I think he's grown a lot in his time in the NFL. But it is being reported that he threw nine interceptions in seven days at training camp. And he is in a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask. He might lose the starting position to Kyle Trask, who was drafted in 2021, I believe, sat behind Tom Brady, I think actually sat behind the guy who sat behind Tom Brady. I forget who the backup was. It might've been Blaine Gabbert. So he's going to lose his starting position to a former, I believe QB three from Florida. (laughs) And I get Florida is still an sec school, but Baker is a former Heisman winner. Am I, I'm correct there, right? I believe yeah. so. Yes. I mean, so, cause I mean, I know Cleveland's had their fair share of getting those really top candidate quarterbacks. Like, oh, I John believe Manziel Baker won the Heisman Baker. in 2017. I, so, I think he did. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Let me, I'm let like me verify. 99, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Cause they went Johnny Manziel um, and then they drafted Baker like two years or so later because Johnny, and I want to watch. Yeah, that on show. December on December 9th, twenty seventeen, Mayfield won the twenty seventeen Heisman Trophy with a sweeping majority. He received seven hundred and thirty two first place votes and a total of two thousand three hundred ninety eight points. So yes, you you were correct. I just and, I didn't know you know what year or whatever. No, I, no, I that's almost fine. Positive, but he won. Yeah. Why? 
why is he in this? You're telling me the Buccaneers are going to go from uh, Tom Brady, Tom the Goat Brady, to Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask? Also, not only is it the quarterback position, you've got Mike Evans, who I think is on like his ninth season of 1,000 yards. He's going to want to maintain that streak. He's If he's looking in practice, is he looking like, oh, shoot, like these guys suck. I'm never going to get 1,000 yards. I might need to go in and get, play quarterback. Chris Godwin, you got Chris Godwin there. You've got – you got a ton I mean, of you guys. Have some, you, you've got some decent receivers down in Tampa, but if you, the one thing I notice is like, no matter how good your receiving core is, if you don't have a good person throwing to them, you can't win. Well, <laughs> like, it I, doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter how good your wide receivers are at that point. You need a good quarterback to throw to them. That's the same thing with like Stroud and stuff. Like it, even if he's the best quarterback ever, you know, like if he has no good wide receivers, like you're never going to win or vice versa. If Stroud ends up sucking and their wide receivers all of a sudden start popping off, but they have like 400 yard. I mean, like, cause that was the same thing. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, there's so many situations with that, like where, you know, you have to, it, it has to all mesh together. And I don't know why I just started thinking of this. This is like kind of off topic to like the wide receiver quarterback thing. I was just going on, you know, like when you were talking about Heisman things, I couldn't help but think about that year. I, I know Oregon Oregon was in the national championship, I think, but it was Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. And these two and those two quarterbacks were supposed to be like the next big thing. Everybody was talking about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. And everybody was like on this Oregon Ducks train. And I, like I said, I don't remember who um, I thought Marcus Mariota played for Oregon, but I don't remember where Jameis Winston played. He played for Florida I, State. Yeah, so everybody was talking about these two quarterbacks. And I remember even in Madden 16, like they had Jameis Winston, like an 80 overall, like superstar. So like by the like the second year I played with him, he was already like a 98 overall. They were hyping the crap out of these two guys just for them to do absolutely nothing. And like, I mean, granted, Marcus Mario didn't have a and like he definitely I could say arguably, I don't know. I feel like they both had pretty much the same type of career, but it does make you wonder because like you can be really good in college and just suck in the NFL or just like Mm -hmm. be mediocre or you could develop into that star. And I think Baker was good, but I I don't know if it's just with age or like what, but like that year that they went, what it was like 12 and four, the Browns when they had Baker and they beat the Steelers that one year, I, I didn't think that they had like a bad team. I thought they were solid. It was just a matter of, um, like they just couldn't keep it consistent going into the next couple of, it was just weird. I don't know. The Browns are just, have always been a mess to me. Like I've never looked at them as any team. Like they, they always like, they'll get like one good year and then they'll just fall apart again. And you're like, Oh, okay. And Nick Chubb's it just there. The, Nick Chubb yeah. and Miles Garrett are just wasting their careers there. Pretty much. I mean, dang. I mean like Nick Chubb, like, well, everybody's hyping him up for fantasy football this year because uh cream hunt isn't there anymore. So, cause they're like, Oh, Nick Chubb's going to get all the reps. And I'm like, why? Like, why is that a? He's gonna big, get. He's gonna get more gonna than get, he was before. Somehow. Yeah, I, I, I guess. So like if, everyone's like Chubb train. I'm like, okay, the Chubb train is riding. I'm as like, if whatever. Kevin Stefanski was like, calm down, Nick. You're you're going a little too hard. We're gonna put Kareem in. No, yeah, that's not how that. I don't see that happening. Okay, we are over 30 minutes into the show. I think it's time. Go hype up your boy. I'm going to hype up the Bengals so hard. We lost. We lost to the Green Bay Packers. But you know what? I've never been so happy after a loss because we came into. <laughs> I'm also. I've never, super... I'm also... I've never been so happy after a loss. I'm also. Surprised... Somebody put that on a t shirt. <laughs> I'm also surprised you haven't mentioned my root beer bottle. But <laughs> I didn't even notice your root beer bottle to oh. be, until you you pointed it out. I've been drinking kinda... out of a two liter of root beer here, just chilling. But um, no, for real though, like offense, terrible. Like it was most. So of... you're so you're saying your offense was not good. The offense did not. Jake Browning was okay. Trevor Simeon looked okay. like he didn't want the backup position half the time that he played. 
Um, the wide receivers looked good. Charlie Jones was a bit questionable. There's this guy that we drafted this year. Andre, on, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a heck of a time trying to say his name. It's Andre. It's either Losivas or Iosivas. I, I want to learn how to say it because I, but dude's a stud. The dude can ball. His route running is a little questionable, um, <laughs> but takes time. Takes time. Yeah, it's the the non teachables he has. He has the size. He's kind of like a T Higgins light, to where he's gonna climb climb the uh, ladder. He kind of has the agility of Jamar with the size of T, if that makes sense. Okay. Um. And he had some crazy catches, like just where you didn't think he was going to come down with it. And he was like, no, this is mine. I was hoping to see a little more out of Charlie Jones. Didn't see a whole lot out of him. He had a couple drops. That's okay. The guys that impressed me was, were on defense. Those were the guys. Yes. Chase, Chase Brown, our running back, had an okay game. Guys I'm also on grabbing defense. a Mountain Dew out of my mini fridge. So okay, okay. you keep talking though. But I will, like just I keep will. going. Chuss doesn't want to hear the threats that the Cincinnati Bengals are bringing to Pittsburgh because our depth is so scary. We've got so I again this was this was a situation where I thought we were gonna come into the show and I was gonna say Jordan Battle, what a guy. He's insane. He played well. Great, great player. That was the guy I thought I was going to hype up. And he did get some compliments from Anthony Munoz, who was calling the game, Hall of Fame left tackle. And Jordan Battle's mm-hmm. a hard hitter, which we knew he would be. But as much as I want to hype him up, the guys I've got to hype up are Dax Hill, who was all over the field, first-round pick last year to replace Jesse Bates at Von Bell. And he, he was everywhere. He was all over the field. We had DJ Turner also all over the field. But Tyson Anderson, who came out of nowhere, everyone was like, this dude's going to get cut because we have too many safeties. I don't think so anymore. You know what this guy did? You know what this guy did, Chuss? He walked. What, what do you, Josh, what do you do? He walked into the game, and the Green Bay Packers backup quarterback, they threw the ball, and he just said, mine, took it to the house. Pick six. Take it to the crib. Take it to the crib. Pick six. Then he got another interception. Dude dude was another guy all over the field. 166th overall pick last year. Got injured. Never got to play. We all forgot about him. No. Tyson Anderson is going to be a problem for Kenny Pickett because we've got all these safeties. All these safeties are probably going to have an interception against Kenny Pickett when we play him. They're, they're, it's insane. We got... Nick Scott is the starter right now. Jordan Battles is backup. Jordan Battles is about to pick off Kenny Pickett from wherever on the field you want him to. Then we got Dax Hill, who again, all over the place. He's crazy. He might he he might just like appear in midair, pick off Kenny Pickett. Then I why are you why are you just mentioning Pickett as oh, if Pickett, Deshaun Watson Pickett, and Lamar Deshaun Jackson, Watson, Aaron Rodgers? I don't care who you just are. like it's just like oh I yeah, don't care what guy it is. You got Tyson Anderson's gonna get a pick six. DJ Turner, all of our rookies, all of our rookies on defense are getting yeah. Pick all sixes. your rookies on defense are just gonna be like all right. We're just going to completely shut down every quarterback ever. Yes. Like, all right. That is the plan. I mean, that that is, is the point. I mean, <laughs> I think that's the plan for any NFL game, but. No. You got Lou. Lou, <laughs> Lou is in the drawing board. He is. He's drawn up plays that you've never seen before. And you got Nick Scott. He's okay. He came over from the Rams. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Jordan Battle is going to be in there. We all know. That. We all know. People, people were worried about the safety, dude. I am so, I am so excited about this game. Like when I told you, I have never been so excited about a loss. This is what I meant, man. Like, I mean, th- these guys looked good. They were fun to watch. And you know what? Maybe I'm drinking the preseason Kool Aid a little bit, but man, I mean, it, preseason is a lot of fun to watch because some of these guys eventually may start or maybe backups that will start because of an injury or something. So it is fun to watch them. So even DJ Ivy, 
He's the fourth string left cornerback on the depth chart, and he was doing stuff. Like, our depth in the secondary is insane. And everyone was worried. They're like, Jesse Bates is gone. Von Bell's gone. Everyone's going to beat the Bengals now, which I love Jesse Bates. Everyone knows I love Jesse Bates. Anyone who's met me and has talked to me about the Bengals know I love Jesse Bates. But he's gone now, so we've got to have his replacement. And to replace him, we've got Dax Hill. To replace Von Bell, we've got Jordan Battle. And then we've got this arsenal of people around him. I'm not worried. Okay. I am not worried at all. I mean, I feel like for mine, if I'm going to hype up the Steelers, I'm not going to, like, go sicko mode like you did. But no, I'm, um, my, my player to watch for the Cincinnati Bengals. What was that final score yesterday? I don't care. I don't, no, I was just curious. I actually I, I just, don't it's, it's like, what, 36-19? It was... No, I didn't know if it got any closer towards the it's end. It's 36-19 no, was the final score. But, like like I said, I don't care. I that I am not worried about that. Dude, the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason a few years ago and then proceeded to win two games in the regular season. Preseason records don't mean a thing. I get that, but it's just 36-19 is... They played their starting quarterback and their starting receivers for half the game. We played played Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning with Andrew Losivas. Goat. Goats. Throw Jamar Chase in there, and we'll see what happens. Let's. Sam Hubbard I mean, didn't obviously. step on the field. Trey Hendrickson didn't step on the field. Logan so Joe, you're telling me Joe Burrow didn't play? No, Joe Burrow's playing week one. Regular season week one. Oh, oh that's, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's still suffering that calf injury. Yeah, I, I genuinely forgot about that. That's been reported today. They've said Joe Burrow going to be ready for week one, and that's what I've been well, saying all along. I, I, I do hope so for you. I don't even – who do you guys play week one? Uh, I think it's the Browns. Do you really? What do you start off with an AFC matchup? Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we go, start against the freaking Forty ers We I, go I Browns like, and then we go Ravens. That's actually cool. Yeah, for us, we go. Um, I know we go San Francisco, and then I want to say we play Cleveland on Monday night, but that might actually be Week Three. But uh, there might be a game between there. I'll have to double check. But uh, is there? I don't even think there's a position I'm worried about anymore. Maybe quarterback, but tight end. Tight end. Oh, well, no, we signed Mitchell Wilcox. I'm, I'm more comfortable with tight end now. I forgot we re-signed him. Um, so, yeah, so we play the 49ers and the Browns, so I was right. We played on Monday night. And then we, and then we don't come home for five weeks. Dude, our, our wide receiver depth is stupid thick. <laughs> I, I hope so. It is so... We've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Trent Nerwin, Charlie Jones, Trent Taylor, and then Andre Yusivas. Those are, I'm all, Stanley Morgan, I'm comfortable with all those guys starting. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. This is the most excited I've been in a while to watch the Bengals. Well, go figure, I felt the same whenever i was watching the steelers yesterday tell, and they were tell actually... me about the steelers what do we got for the steelers i went on my well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go and start getting all like i ah, like you were but i don't know if i have that much energy as you did it's i the root beer, exp- man this barks root I, well i'm not saying i'm just saying i express a lot of my energy during the games and then after the game but i'm coming off of the high you actually just rewatched the game so i guess that would make sense so I already watched it yesterday. I had my high yesterday, and I was hyping up Pickett and all those guys yesterday. Um, no, I was like, I was like, Mom, this. I was like, be like, Jordan Battle's a god. Nick Scott is great. I'm like, I was like, the D- Piper was all excited. She didn't even have her jersey on. My dog. And I was. And my mom was like, I have no idea who these people are. I was like, it doesn't matter. I was, I was hype. I was ready to go. So. Real quick, have the Colts played yet? Do you do you know anything about the Colts yet? Um, no, they might. That might be another one I have to watch back. 
Yeah, because I don't remember what the Colts did, if if anything at all. Because I kind of want to see what they're AR the, did. They're in the fourth quarter right now, nineteen to twenty-three. Bills are winning. Um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, we'll we'll, I, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week because AR. I want to I want to talk about AR, and I also want to uh, see what Bryce Young does. And I know sure. the Eagles play tonight and stuff, so but we'll have some other games to cover. But for the Steelers, um. Once again, so Kenny Pickett actually went in for one of the first drives. He went six for seven, 70 yards and a touchdown. And honestly, the only incomplete he had was actually thrown out of the sack. He was in the middle of getting a sack and he threw it out. And um, six for seven, 70 yards. I mean, he looked great. I mean, honestly, Kenny Pickett looked ready and he threaded that needle to George Pickens for that touchdown. George Pickens had one reception for 33 yards and a touchdown. It was was just great. George Pickens had an interception. No, one reception. Oh, one reception. Yeah, one reception, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, so Kenny Pickett threaded the needle to him. Completely locked up, I thought, for Pickens, but also it's preseason, as we've mentioned. But I felt like that couch was great. Pickens went in for the touchdown. Next up was Mitchell Trubitsky. Now, originally, I didn't really look into his stats, but I thought he was doing good. But it turned out who I was actually watching 95% of the time was Mason Rudolph. Was that my <laughs> uncle for his birthday? So Mitchell Trubitsky actually went one for four, 10 yards in an interception. So Mitchell Trubitsky, I still have engraved in my head as, oh, I thought he was the second string. And he was. He did play a couple reps, but he went one for four, 10 yards in an interception. Mason Rudolph went seven for 12 with, I think, 140 some yards and a touchdown to, I believe, Calvin Austin the third who also looked very impressive as a wide receiver. I thought Calvin Austin, the third looked really good. Um, I think Mason Rudolph had like a long bomb to Calvin Austin. It, it just, it, everything looked really good um, on the offense. S- offensively. I thought that they looked pretty solid. I think even Anthony McFarland and Jalen Warren, you know, especially Anthony McFarland. He also got a touchdown in that game. He's considered probably our third string running back. I think he was doing really good. Jalen Warren, obviously, he's going to be u- utilized a lot as the second second backup, you know, like uh, running back two to Najee Harris, switching in and out. He's probably still going to be in that same role that he had last year, but McFarland might be getting some more reps. Both guys do have a lot to prove with Najee Harris not being the most consistent running back. Didn't really see a whole lot from Najee to really – say anything i think deontay johnson actually looked okay catching balls yesterday a lot of times he's known to drop balls so pretty impressed with that don't think i don't know if alan robinson even had a catch i'll have to go back and look but nonetheless i thought the receivers looked good i thought the offense was pretty decent even our fourth string quarterback tanner morgan didn't do that bad i mean i'm looking at his stats um real quick i'm gonna pull them up tanner morgan i've never even heard of him he went five for eight 36 yards and interception. I mean, I, I've never even heard of this guy before. I was just like, all right, cool, I guess, you know. But, yeah, Mason Rudolph had 7 of 12, 132, and a touchdown. So I was actually really impressed with that. But Kenny did really good. Um, really gives you a lot of promise for this season. It's almost like, you know, it, it makes it – it make it, it shows promise. And I, and I think that's what Steelers fans needed was just a little bit of promise that, you know, this, this year might be just a little bit different. But, I mean, even on defense, I mean, you know, Herbig, I think, was doing great. There was a lot of tackles. There was a lot of just like so many good defensive stops on, you know, like defense, like the running backs really couldn't get anything going. Um, like I think it was for most of the game, it was like 27-10 until like the last part of the game. And then Tampa Bay ended up like dropping a punt return and then the Steelers recovered it. So it was like, it was weird. It was like, it was like 27-17. The Buccaneers scored late and like all of our third and fourth string guys were in. And then, they didn't get the onside kick. We went for the three downs. They We punted. The Buccaneers caught it. They fumbled it. And then the Steelers just re-recovered it. And then we won 27-17. So it was a good game. I think the defense looks good. I think I think our depth guys look pretty solid, like our second and third string. Some of our rookies definitely are looking pretty good. Um, I'm very impressed, honestly. I was very impressed with how the Steelers played yesterday. You know, like – one of the things I noticed with preseason is you get a lot of like really, really close games because it's always like the battle of like the third and the second and the fourth strings. And like the, like some of your top first and second string guys will go in at the beginning and like, they'll get the ball rolling. And then after that, it's like almost like a decline. And then like those defensive backs that are like third string, will get like a pick six. And like, then it'll be like, 
19 to 16 and you're like what is happening and you're you're just like really confused so and also our kicker like our backup kicker yesterday he i don't even know what his name is genuinely i know he's from clemson but he let me let me let me take a gander here because it's not it wasn't obviously it wasn't boz but i was like actually like oh um bt potter he had two field goals and three extra points due to actually like his like extra points were like he had a boot on him like that was really good like i was actually impressed and you know who and you know who um you know who was starting at punter yesterday for the uh, steelers stan the jeff man man. i saw man and i was like oh my gosh that's brayden man i forgot about that and i was like that's yeah well he's in a punting battle oh so we have a punt because they don't believe that he's they didn't feel that he was living up to expectations Actually, even the, last season. Bengals, so Bengals have a punting battle too. So Yeah. I mean honestly I could even see a kicker battle starting with this with this Clemson guy too, because in my opinion, he looked great. And like he's younger. Boswell's been hurt a lot of times dealing with groin injuries. It'd be really interesting if we had that guy because three you know, three extra points and two field goals, two for two and three for three, like pretty solid regardless of it's if it's preseason or not like a lot of times when you pick up like a random kicker off the street they can barely kick field goals but this guy's like drilling them well, he so went to I, was, I was he's not a random kicker yeah. off the street well no but like i mean go figure but like whenever there's an injury that happens and you pick mm-hmm. up some random guy that you've never heard of off the street usually he can only kick like halfway up like the goalpost and you're like oh he made the kick oh good because I, I know the Steelers had that happen when Boswell got hurt over the last couple of years we'd pick up a random guy and they wouldn't be bad but they would be rookies and they would be just like okay now this guy genuinely might he if he gets cut from the Steelers he'll definitely get signed somewhere else yeah the at some point kicker the reason I said our quarterbacks didn't do super well and our off the Bengals offense didn't do super well Individually, players did great, but like as a unit, mm-hmm. they didn't do well. Um, I think the number one score was Evan McPherson, and then behind, yeah. Evan, then behind him was Tyson Anderson with the pick six. Oh, okay. I'm not sure that I can honestly say there was anyone else who really scored. Maybe one other touchdown. There was a lot of Bengals field goals. Yeah. So. But I, I, I'm excited. I am high. Dude, yesterday, I, I know you're excited because, like you said, you rewatched the game today. But when I was watching the game yesterday, I just I was, like, so excited, so happy. Like, you know, even with the backups and, you know, like third, fourth, second, whatever string they were, I was just excited to see football back. It's been a long road, you know, since February. You know, it's been kind of lonely, you know. Yes. After, after the Super Bowl happened – other than like Aaron Rodgers and some draft stuff and, you know, just some miscellaneous things here, you know, I was craving football and now we're back in August and not only do we have the NFL coming back, but I'm just excited also for some college football too. You know, I got to love that college football. You got to look out those rookies right before they get uh, into that draft for the uh, class of 2024 coming up next Mm -hmm. year. So very, very excited just in general for football. We got so. the NASCAR playoffs coming up. They're in Indianapolis this week. It's it's a great hey, time yeah. to be alive. Yeah. Hey, this is like my honestly like it, like I love summer like gr- like genuinely, but I think my favorite time just to get super excited just about everything is September like October. I think October is like one of my favorite months and the reason is just because at that point the NFL is in full swing. College football is in full swing. People are starting to talk about hoops, college hoops. NBA is starting up. MLB's in playoffs. NHL's in playoffs. It's like the best time for me to watch sports because, like, I love watching baseball playoffs. I love watching hockey. I, I'm like really getting invested in the NBA all of a sudden. And then obviously you got the NFL as well and the NHL. I'm just like just mesmerized with sports. Come October and November, like I just get you get locked in. It's just <laughs> it's such a time to be alive and. We're back, baby. We're back with some NFL type news and average um, listeners and average podcast fan. I, I, what's it? Uh, the uh, what's the, our slogan again? It's the, <laughs> average for your the 
podcast for the average fan i think is what yeah football podcast for the average fan i think that's what it was i I couldn't get it right it was i was kept stuttering it up but yeah i'm excited to be back you know actually like rolling with like more consistent episodes and stuff so i'm just you know i'm excited to see where the season goes i mean i'm I'm not i'm not you know something feels special in my heart about this season the who day dog piper the who day doggo looked at me today and i was like yep we're winning the super bowl all right. Well, maybe it's we'll coming. see what happens. And I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm not saying the Steelers are going to win any Super Bowl, but man, what a, what a time to be alive it would be if the Bengals were like 11 and six and the Steelers were 10 and seven, and next thing you know, we're both rolling in, and it's like, wow. Bengals? I think I would be. I would. I. I don't know, Josh. I might have to if if the um, the Bengals and the Steelers played in like the divisional or something like that. I might have to drive to Fort Wayne, or we'd have to meet halfway or something for the game somewhere like i feel like that would just be so sick what where's your jordan battle jersey so well whenever i decide to get my jordan battle jersey so i have a proposition i actually have a proposition for you Oh, okay okay so i thought about this um you're definitely gonna say no but i figured (laughs) i would do this not only would i get a jordan battle jersey but i would also dress up as joe burrow for halloween if you got yourself a steelers shirt of your favorite player I will say, if the Pittsburgh – well, actually, that's not – I have to rework what I was going to say because I was about to sound really dumb. If the Pittsburgh Steelers draft a player from Fort Wayne that is not named Rod Woodson, then I would buy his jersey. Okay. I would also buy a signed Rod Woodson jersey. Because he's a Hall of Famer okay. from Fort Wayne. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. But like, I just I, I have a Ben Skoranek signed jersey. He went to my rival high school. Plays for the Rams. Beat us in the Super Bowl. Still so, love him. Yeah. Got the Fort. I gotta have that Fort Wayne connection. So. Well, and I was just. I mean, I'm not against getting the battle jersey. I even have sauced around the idea of even dressing up as Joey B for uh, for Halloween this year. I got the I got the red sunglasses uh, from. Um, 2022 when you guys did your super bowl run and he had those funky red glasses that everybody was talking about i bought bought a like a makeshift pair off of amazon um cut my hair the same way i could definitely get the beard a little scruffy at that point in time to either wear a white t-shirt you know wear either Bengals jersey i mean i rocked the gardner Minshew last year so who's who's jersey whose jersey do you want me to buy whose jersey who's steal it yeah because like Oh no, I didn't care who you oh, bought. Okay. I, I didn't I wasn't gonna be like, oh, you have to buy Pickett. I, I don't care. Like, I mean, if you wanted to buy Watt, like if you wanted to get one of the, like if you wanted to get somebody that was like genuinely like a decent guy, like I would probably invest in both. Wow. If not if not a jer- if not both jerseys, a t shirt and a jersey. I so. I just so there's such it's such an ugly set of colors. Yeah, and you think me wearing orange is gonna you know you can buy the white like, one. The black ones. Okay, clean. the white, the white, the, the, orange, the white ones are actually the white ones. The white, like the white jerseys with the black stripes on them, are actually hard. The like or, I really like the those orange jerseys. And this is an unpopular opinion among fans, but the orange Bengals jerseys are actually my least favorite. The black are my favorite. The white are my second favorite, and then the orange are like because I think we only have like one or two orange games this year. Everything yeah. else is white and black, and people were upset about that. I was like, the black looks so good. No, and I and I really like the white because it makes you look like because obviously Bengals are tigers, but it makes me think of like those white and black tigers with the stripes. Well, that's it just it just and like it makes now. you yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go in for like a, imagine you wearing the white jerseys in like a snow game somewhere. I feel like I would lose my mind if Ooh. you're wearing those hard white jerseys. In oh Buffalo. my god. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be a go creep. to Buffalo oh. somehow in the white jerseys in the snow. That just oh, Sam Darnold cold. was seeing ghosts. Josh Allen's gonna be like, I can't even see the other team, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar Chase is just running through the snow. Oh my gosh, that'd oh. be crazy. But oh. I mean, we'll see. But if you want to, like, I'm willing to. I mean, there's no saying. Like, we can talk about it. There you don't go. have to. And maybe even down the line, I'll still get it, regardless if you get one. But there's that proposition right now with uh, the the two of them. Okay. Okay. Well, let's wrap up this show before any bets get made. Um, Okay. 
Thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps us out because the algorithm is against small channels like us, so you got to help us push into the algorithm. Uh, we can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. There is supposedly content coming to the TikTok soon. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bull moose podcast two. That's the number two at number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. So check out the merch, help support the show. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like comment and subscribe until next time, go do something nice for somebody.